Let's shift gears, talk a little NBA with the great Kurt Heelan, kind enough to join us. Kurt, how are you? Hey, Kurt. I'm doing good. How, how were your holidays, guys? Uh, good. How about yours? That was good. It was good. Christmas is... Isn't it, it, maybe it's just I've gotten older. It's just hectic now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but, you know, New Year's, we just rented a house out uh, in the wine country with uh, California with um, a few other families and, and sat by a fire pit at the, there and drank wine and hung out. It was great. Sounds like a heck of a New Year's right there. Yeah, it sounds like a great time. No doubt about that. Hey, uh, what are your thoughts on the Jazz hot streak? Is it level of competition that they're playing, or have the Jazz resolved some issues? I, well, I think that, I think it's a little bit. Look, they are playing some. There have been some soft wins in there, but and you need you need to, a you need to beat those teams anyway, right? Yeah. You, you need to have those kind of wins. Like you've got to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. I also think that they're just. You know, look, getting Jordan Clarkson helps. Getting, you know, I think that there's a better flow, especially offensively. They've just been on fire on the offensive end, which is good to see because that was the end we thought Connolly was going to help with. That hasn't really come through yet, but they seem to be finding a groove on the offensive end. And if they do that, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm less worried about the defense. It's, it's, it's been good over the last ten games, but even then, I, I you know, I think it can get to a higher level. But I'm, I'm less worried about that because I've seen them do that before. So you look at the stretch that they're on, and, and they have been winning some of these games on the road, and they've definitely improved yeah. their road record to 11-9, and nine, and, and it's, a, it's a much better look than it was. I want you to talk a little bit about the addition of Jordan Clarkson and, and just how much that's kind of energized that bench and helped this team. And did you see a, a, that type of energy coming for the Jazz bench? Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't sure. Uh, look, Jordan Clarkson's a pro's pro, and said like he can just go get you buckets. There, there's there's limits to his game. There's reasons he's not a starter. There's reasons he's not going to be a future All Star. But what he does, he in terms of just going and getting points and doing, he, he does very well. Like he, he's in the NBA for a reason. He has NBA skills, and what he he was what they needed. He was you know this was. So sometimes, and I think this is true in everything before, I think this is true about in football, I think this is true in you know, hockey and baseball. Sometimes, look, if, if you're LeBron James, it really doesn't matter where you play. You're going to be really good. If you're Donovan Mitchell, it doesn't really matter. But for a lot of guys in the league, fit matters. And how you, the opportunity you're getting and, and, and how you're being used matters. And this was just a chance where this was just a great opportunity for him, a great fit where he can come in and really impact things, uh, just doing what he does without having to kind of you know, change who he is. Like, play to your strengths. That's what we need. And, I mean, look, I think Bill Belichick has made a whole career out of that, right? Like, yeah. bring in this guy, tell him to do what he does well. And we're, we're going to, you know, fit that into the system. And I think Clarkson is that in the sense that it's just, it blends right in with what they needed. Kurt Heelan joining us uh, from probasketballtalk.com and NBCSports.com. Uh, and the Jazz are doing this without the services of Mike Conley. Uh, Mike had struggled uh, in his early part with the Utah Jazz. Uh, is there a concern of the adjustment period when Conley does come back into the lineup? A little bit. Um, he had, it, because he's played some, I think that they were starting – there was a sense that he was starting to get used to it. It just – he wasn't completely comfortable, and then he wasn't completely healthy. Um, I, I think he needs to get his whole body right and then kind of come in and take another run at this. And I think look, he's just a, he's such a pro that I think he gets there. I think he can they'll, they'll figure it out. Um, we'll see. I mean, the concern with him has always been, you know, he's 31. He shouldn't be showing a lot of signs of age yet, but he's not necessarily that far off. There's a lot of miles on there. I mean, you know, people kind of forget, he was the point guard throwing passes to um, Greg Oden. You know, at Ohio State yeah. in college, like, it wasn't. You know, he's been around a little while, and he's he's developed into this 
quality pro point guard, borderline all-star point guard, um, even though he's never made the team. You know, he's, he's been good. At, if he wasn't in the West, he would have made it a few times. Um, I, I still think they can get back there. I still think it works out. I still like that pickup. It just it really didn't come together yet, but I think that they've kind of, now that the team has started to find a groove on offense, it'll be easier for him to come in and fit into that because he's not a guy who's going to, you know, this isn't like fitting in Donovan Mitchell or something where, like, he's going to take over the offensive ways and you're going to have to adjust. You want to adjust to what he does, but you're going to have to adjust to what he does because because of how he's going to do it. That's not really who Conley is. Conley's going to fit in and, and give them some more options with the pick and roll. But, look, you, you're going to want that come the playoffs. Do the Jazz get an all-star nomination? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if they get a starter in the West because um, – like the, like the four best players in the league, right? The guys, the, the four guys on top of everybody's MVP ballot are in the West. So I don't think, I don't think um, he starts. But I, I, I would be shocked if Donovan Mitchell's not there. I, I, he has absolutely earned it. I, I would be surprised if he is not. I think we're going to get a few first-time All Stars in the West that deserve to be there. Devin Booker will get in this year, and Donovan Mitchell, um, and, and those guys deserve it. I, I can't wait to see. Like it's just better to see them back on that on that thing. I don't know if you're going to get anybody beyond that. Uh, just because the West is, I, mean, I don't really need to tell you guys, West is kind of deep with yeah. stupid good talent. Well, what, what about Luka Doncic? <laughs> oh, he'll start. You know, I mean, not only does he, I, I believe, lead fan, he led fan voting after the first week, and I, he might after the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, although LeBron James is there, and that Laker Nation is huge. Um, he might lead it, but he'll start. I mean, he, you know, I, I guarantee you, other uh, the media will be voting for him, and the fans will. I mean, he's, yeah, he's. He's quite the draw now at twenty, and I mean, if you watch him, guys, I, I honestly think he—I honestly think he might be the best pick and roll ball handling guard in the NBA right now at age twenty. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to think of his development and and who he is as a player and just his overall takeover yeah. of the of the NBA. Uh, Rudy Gobert is just doing what Rudy Gobert has done year in and year in yeah. out. Um, how close do you think he is to an All Star uh, All Star opportunity? I think he's got. I think he's going to get in there too. I haven't. I haven't gone through all the reserves yet and kind of broken it down. He's in the mix as, you know, um, especially because Nikola Jokic really didn't have this. You know, he struggled to start the season. He's played a lot better lately, but because Jokic isn't there and you're kind of limited in the front court a little bit, um, you know, the Lakers are going to take up two spots. The Clippers are going to take up two spots, and there's just not a ton of front court space left um, on the roster. Uh, I think he's on the bubble. It'll be interesting to see where the coaches go with that. I would like to see him, again, I would love to see him rewarded um, because of his all-around play. And and you guys know this, and I think it just gets lost outside of Utah sometimes. Look, he's a two-time defensive player of the year for a reason. He's a good offensive player. Like, he plays within himself, but he's got really good hands, and he finishes, and he's smart, and... He does a lot of things. He's a better offensive player than I think people realize, and it's developed that way. Two of the biggest league stories headed into the season was Westbrook to Houston and Anthony Davis to Los Angeles. Which one has worked out better? And I want you to comment on both, if you would. <laughs> yeah, I'll, t- I'll take Anthony Davis on that one. That's worked out pretty well. I mean, he's going to miss a couple games now because of that. I mean, it, the fact he's only missing a couple games after that fall, if you watched it last night, kind of, you know, Lakers should be breathing a sigh of relief because that, oh, yeah. that would look bad when you fall flat on your back like that. Um, uh, but he just, I mean, I don't think it's a surprise. He blended really well with LeBron James from day one, and they're just really smooth together. And, uh, so that's worked out really well. 
Russell Westbrook's putting up numbers uh, again, and he's picked up the pace. He's gotten them to do some things, you know, when Harden's not out there. But the issues with him, and I think the issues that catch up to them in the playoffs, remain in that he's just he can't shoot. He's not. I mean, he's he's looked better of late because he stopped taking mid-range pull-ups, and he's just working harder at getting to the rim and getting fouled and kind of attacking again, more like he did in his triple double. It was essentially the first triple double season. Um, he, he kind of got away from that a little bit, and he's just not a good enough shooter anymore. He's just not a good. And I think come the playoffs, you know, they go up against somebody like Utah. It becomes easier to slow him down because you've got somebody in the paint who can make him think about that pull-up, and then he's just not that good at it. So I, I think that that's – here's the thing. I think it's worked out okay. I just – I'll ask you guys. I mean, do you really think Utah is better this year than they were last year? <clears throat> yes. I think they're set up better, yes. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. I, I think it's, I think it's um, 50-50. Like, I think, it's, I, think it's, I think it's a little more even, but we'll see. I just um, – you know, I think that's, that's a really good question, Kurt, because I think they, they looked at themselves in the playoffs in that series against Houston and realized we needed more offensive firepower. And when, like, I'm yeah. not, I, I mean, we as – you know, I'm not being fanboy. I'm just saying – Dennis Lindsay's no, looking no, at it from his perspective. I always hate when guys say we. I'm sorry, that's I didn't mean no, to no. throw that out there. But uh, but I think they looked at it and said, okay, we've got to be better offensively because they were just crowding the paint. Donovan Mitchell couldn't get to the rim, and okay. they didn't have outside shooting. So now they added outside shooting, and they did give up, obviously, defensive presence uh, with Derek Favors, but they feel like it was worth the risk, and I think oh, no. that's probably the plan there. I think the I think the Jazz are better set up for the playoffs. I meant the Rockets. Oh, okay. The Rockets oh, okay. I thought you said the Jazz. Are the Rockets better set up now than they were a year ago with Chris Paul? Okay, I thought you said the Jazz too, and I thought, oh, oh, I'm, I might have, I might have, I might have, I'm, you know, I'm, um, it's, it's only noon. I'm I'm not totally awake yet. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> I, don't think so. I well, I haven't put a ton of time in watching the Rockets. I, I'm, yeah. I'm probably not the authority the authority on this, but I would say. No, because it felt like that there was there there were more distributions and more shot attempts for uh, yeah. for Harden. And I'll tell you the two things: a Chris Paul, you know, even as he's aged, he's still a good defender. Yeah, like he's still a quality defender. And by the way, he's uh, I said this today in the power rankings that just went up at uh, NBC. He has scored more points in the clutch than any player in the league this season, and it's not really even close. Wow. He's been fantastic in the clutch. Uh, for Oklahoma City. I mean, he's been a good clutch player all the time, but now he's the guy with the ball in his hands in crunch time in Oklahoma City, and he's winning them games that way. So I'm not sure, I'm not sure that the, the – I, you know, I think the Jazz are better set up for the playoffs. I am not convinced that Houston is, and they're going to win a lot of regular season games, and James Harden very well could pick up another MVP trophy or certainly is going to be in the mix for it. Um, but at the end of the day – Depending on the matchups, I mean, they could be one and done again. Like, I just, I don't think they're built for the playoffs, and I, especially because their defense is still meh. You know, their defense is middle of the pack, and I love Clint Capella, but he's not necessarily the rim protector they need with all those with with Harden. If you've got Harden and Westbrook out there, if you don't have a Rudy Gobert or Joel Embiid, I, you know, it's going to be rough, man. I wanted to circle back on AD a little bit. Do you? Uh, he'll hit the free agent market again. Do you anticipate that he will stay with the Lakers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that – that is um, almost without question. I mean, A, how hard did he work to get there, you know, with yeah. his agent? But B, they, they can – he wants that max money. He, they can offer the max money. He wants what's available in that market. Obviously, they're going to be winning for a couple of years there with LeBron. And then, no, he's, he's not going 
he's not going anywhere. They went through that dance this week where the Lakers yeah. officially offered him the extension, and he officially turned it down. But that's that. Like I said, they, he was getting one few fewer years, and I think it was like I forget the exact number now, but like fifty fifty million and change less money than he would get if he signs again next summer. So this was there's not. I mean, it really genuinely was a nothing to see here move along type of thing. If Doc Rivers didn't believe in load management, would the Clippers have the best record in the league? Um, I don't think they. I don't know if they'd have the Lakers been hot. I don't know that they'd be better than them or, or the Bucks for that matter. Um, they could be better if they were pushing, but they are genuinely aiming. It's an interesting. It's an interesting dichotomy with them because I watched them get smacked around by Memphis on Saturday. And by the way, guys, and and, and everyone listening, if you are uh, watching some League Pass or they pop up on NBA TV, Grizzlies are worth watching. Yeah. John Morant yeah. is a show, man. That guy is so good. Um, but. They're battling the, we want to be rested, we want to take care of these guys, we want to be right when it matters, versus they don't really have, they haven't found their identity yet. They haven't, and part of that is just injuries, too. I mean, Pat Beverly missed time with an actual injury. Guys, you know, Kawhi has missed time with actual, you know, Paul George wasn't there at the start of the season. They've had their full core rotation of eight, eight or nine guys, and the, nine, or the main nine-guy rotation Doc wants to use for one game. And so there's not... The, the flux that comes with that is just not letting them establish an identity yet. And Doc's not freaking out about it yet because he's kind of a veteran team. But it's something on their radar that they just they haven't molded yet in the way that they're going to need to if they're going to genuinely contend for a title. Um, so it's something to watch. I think I think that they would love to be doing a little less of that and get these guys all on the court together. Um, when they can, they just they. I you know we'll see how much of that is. A, we'll see how how healthy they can be and if they can how much of that they can do. You think the Lakers will uh, trade uh, Kyle Kuzma? I'd be surprised. Um, I, they, they're smart. And look, they got to look around. Look, if you watch them, and I think you saw this on Christmas. I think they, you know when they lost a few in a row. One thing that became evident was when LeBron James sits, their offense just isn't good. And I looked at the numbers the other day when he sits. Uh, they're 13 points per 100 possessions worse on offense, wow. and it's um, like their offense falls to like worst in the league levels. You know, Rajon Rondo isn't your answer as a secondary playmaker, and they need Davis and and Kyle Kuzma that might. Kyle Kuzma can create for himself. Davis can create for himself, but they're finishers. They're not you know creators. They've got to get somebody, and Kuzma's the one trade piece they have where they're going to luck out. Where it's just hey, it's nice to be the Lakers. Darren Collison's probably going to fall into their lap. Darren Collison's decided he's going to, you know, he retired to be with family and 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 do some missionary work um, over the summer. Has moved on, or has decided to come back. I'm not sure what's going on in his life, but he has decided to come back. He's looking at the two Los Angeles teams. I keep hearing it's going to be the Lakers, and then instantly they get the secondary playmaker that they really need without having to give up Kuzma. So I'd be surprised unless a really good offer falls in their lap. Um, that they do it at the deadline. Now, by the way, they might do it this summer because how much do you really want to pay Kuzma? I mean, he, yeah. he's going to be up for his. He's going to get paid in a couple of years, and I think that they have to decide if they really want to pay him what they're going to. I mean, he wasn't. He was. They spun it as, "Hey, this is the guy we're keeping in that in that Anthony Davis trade with New Orleans." I can just tell you from my sources in New Orleans, this was a lot more. Of, New Orleans wanted Ingram and Ball because they thought they had the higher potential. Well, it looked like the Carman, Carmel Anthony um, experiment worked out a little bit for Portland yeah. last night. Just your thoughts on Carmelo and what he brings to Portland, and uh, how sustainable is this? It's pretty sustainable. I mean, part of it was that they were just so banged up along the front line 
that they were, you know, Terry Stotts was turning around and pulling guys out of the third row, like, hey, can you play? <laughs> you know, he was just, they were so shorthanded. Um, and Carmelo Anthony, for all his flaws, and they still exist in a lot of ways, um, for all his flaws, man, he's still a kind of solid, competent NBA player. Like, he can still, he's still a good NBA player. Like, he can still, he's not a great defender, but he can be in position. He, you know, he can hit shots, and, and he, you know, obviously hit that, you know, free throw line jumper, kind of pull up jumper last night to win in Toronto. Toronto's got, like half their roster is literally out. They're just so banged up. But they've, um, you know, look, he's worked out well for them in in a situation where they really needed him, um, and he might be able to resign there. Um, he's not ever going to be if he's. He seems to have genuinely accepted the role of this. It'll just be interesting to see how it all blends. At some point, they get Yusuf Nurkic back, and he's there. I would say he's their third best player. But honestly, for large chunks of last season, he was probably their second best player. Uh, he's so good at center as in and as a secondary playmaker for them, kind of at the at the at the nail at the elbow. So um, we'll see how that goes. But uh, I, he's worked out really well for them, and I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm, I'm, it's nice to see him. You know, whatever ends up happening, I, I, the idea that he's leaving on his own terms a little more, you know, ending a Hall of Fame career with on his terms as opposed to just kind of being pushed aside by the league is. I'm happy for him on that. Mm. Well, Kurt, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us as always. Look forward to catching up with you again next week. And great work as always over at uh, Pro Basketball Talk and NBC Sports. You mentioned the uh, the power rankings have just been uh, been released. Yeah, they just came out, and uh, the Utah Jazz are up to number four. Uh, you know, they're playing. I mean, it's not just six in a row. It's I think eleven of twelve now, and, yeah. and uh, they're, they're starting to put. I mean, schedule or not, man, they're starting to put it together. And I was a team. A lot of us had as a threat to those Los Angeles teams at the start of the season. So, look, man, I'm all for competition. I like I get up there and do that so that I can – I want to see good games as we move into the second half of the season. Nice. Well, hey, appreciate it. Great stuff as always. Thanks for uh, your time. Take care.